Hello, and thanks once again for listening to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot Cox, and I can be found at LinkedIn, and my website address is touchstonefinancialeducation.com. And by the way, I am updating that web page. It's technically not a site, it's just a page, but I'm updating it to make it much more interactive. You'll be able to download the podcasts from there. Again, touchstonefinancialeducation.com, as well as leave me some comments. So I hope you like what we're getting ready to roll out, and it should be ready in about a week or so. All right. Hey, shout outs to, of course, all my international listeners. Thank you very much once again. And then, of course, to my domestic listeners, I like the fact that all of you guys take time out of your busy schedule to listen to me. So I truly appreciate it. And if you do have any comments or questions, again, reach out to me on LinkedIn. My name is Elliot Cox. The website, once again, is touchstonefinancialeducation.com. And you know what? As you're listening to this, please like, share, and follow if you can. That'd be wonderful. Thank you very much. All right. So on to today. We are going to be discussing debt instruments, just like in the previous podcast. Last time it was bonds. This time it's going to be bills and notes, or the shorter end of the yield curve. And what makes a bill, a note, and a bond different is the length of time to maturity. Okay? And that's significant, right? So a bill is issued in 13, 26, and 52-week increments, excuse me. A note is issued all the way up from 1 to 10 years. And this is the Federal Reserve, excuse me, not the Federal Reserve, but the Treasury Department. These are government bonds that I'm referring to. So again, a bill is 13 all the way up to 52 weeks. A note is one year, two year, five year, and 10 years in duration, or that's the time to maturity, okay? Uh, Another way we reference these debt instruments is we say we're looking at the short end of the yield curve. Again, shorter time to maturity. That's it, right? And so for those of you who listened to the podcast uh, on bonds last time from a few weeks ago, you know that the yield curve or yield is income generated by these debt instruments. All right. So what's going on today in the markets that people are really focused on this yield curve. Well, what's going on is the yield curve has inverted. We call it yield curve inversion. So if you were to look at a pattern on your device, you'd see that traditionally the shorter duration instruments, bills and notes, tend to earn less than the longer term instruments. And that's because investors are rewarded for investing over a longer period of time, which means, you know, you get more interest. But like I said, this isn't a normal market. We have a yield curve inversion, which means the short-term instruments, the bills and the notes, actually, I'm just going to say the notes, they are earning more than bonds. And a bond, again, is issued at 15 to 30-year increments. So where we're sitting as I record this is that the 10-year is yielding, earning income at a little over 4%, the five-year at 4.2, the two-year at 4.3, and the one-year at a little over 4.2. And by the way, the 30-year bond, just to give you a reference, is uh, yielding 3.9%. So you can see that the short end of the yield curve generates more income for investors than 
these longer term instruments, 15 to 30 year. And why that's significant is because that usually signals a recession. This is where all that talk about recession comes in. It's not just employment, which is really tight. It's not, you know, the end of the pandemic, supply chain issues, whatever, right? This has to do with professional as well as um, individual investors looking out at that yield curve and saying, guess what? It's inverted. We know we're going to recession. Why? Because it's done it before. This is a pretty consistent indicator of where the macro economy, where the real economy is going. So it's something we want to look out for. Now, as investors, can we go and purchase or invest in bills and notes? Absolutely, but we generally don't. You know, we usually reserve this kind of investing in our retirement accounts, our taxable accounts. Um, we usually let professional money managers do this for us through bond funds. So yeah, you can go out and buy these if you want to, but the easiest way to do it, the kind of hands-off, set it and forget it way, is to just invest in a different, or excuse me, in the different types of bond funds, all right, or notes or bills. And by the way, when we're looking at bills as well, yeah, they could be in funds, but you know where we get that yield is in our money market account. So if you've got a money market attached to your checking, or maybe you have a, uh, a savings rate at your bank that reflects that money market rate, which is great, you know, it's not that much, but that's how we usually kind of get the income generated from these very short-term instruments. We don't buy them ourselves. all right? Also, other bank products that use these short-term instruments are CDs or certificates of deposits, as well as what's very popular right now, these high-yield savings accounts, all right? So just to back up real quick, a CD is a certificate of deposit. It's a bank instrument where you go lock your money up for a certain period of time, three months, six months, on up to a couple of years or more if you would like. The further out you go in the duration of the CD, the higher the yield. Just like the bond market, the notes and the bills, right? The further out we go, the more money or the more interest you will generate for yourself on these accounts. Okay, now we can go and buy a bond fund. There's government bond funds, corporate bond funds, all kinds of things. And that's how we usually experience these yields as investors. But again, I got to stress that we also experience these yields through our banking relationships. And right now, online banks tend to offer better teaser rates to new bank customers. All right. And that's in the form of a high yield savings account. So some of you are out there might already have one or you're looking for one, okay? There are some high-yield accounts out there generating uh, a lot more than 3% in interest. Just be careful because there are stipulations like uh, minimums or maybe you have to have a certain number of transactions. And by the way, those rates are variable. So just because you lock in 3.3% on a high-yield savings account today does not necessarily mean it's going to be like that three, six months from now all the way out to a year. So you just gotta kinda keep an eye on it because banks are investing in these debt instruments to provide you, their customers, these different rates, all right? A great place to go to look for some of these rates are like uh, bankrate.com, for example, okay? So that's pretty much it, believe it or not. There's not a whole lot to add to a bill and a note uh, as opposed to a bond. They're still affected by the open markets, all right? So that means that the yields do fluctuate Okay, we have a yield curve inversion, which means that 
uh, a recession is looming, you know, maybe in the 23, we don't see those numbers yet. So be careful as investors. But for the most part, again, we're not trying to dodge raindrops here by investing in these different instruments. We let our, um, you know, professional managers do this through mutual funds and exchange traded funds. And then we'll go to our bank for our cash position. All right. That's pretty much it. So there's not a whole lot to watch out for. And because these uh, instruments are issued by the federal government. I'm not really talking about credit quality today like I did on the bond podcast because they're all AAA rated. They're all the highest rated bonds out there. All right. Um, that's pretty much it. Now, oh, real quick, guys. You know what I want to talk about is I-bonds. And I'm just going to circle back to this. I talked about it last time. This system has been crashing since last week. All right. But keep the faith. I know you're trying to log in to log in or excuse me to get that uh, to lock in rather that 9.62% on the bond yield. And you'll hold that rate for about six months. But guess what? It's getting ready to change. Uh, today is Halloween, October 31st. Sometime this week, and it's tomorrow, I believe, they're going to be announcing the new rate on I-bonds. So, I, you know, the system has been crashing because people's, people have been looking to lock in that higher rate. So if inflation has come down, then the interest earned on your I-bonds will also come down, okay? If you remember, an I-bond is issued at about one percentage point above where inflation is pegged, okay? So again, that 1% differential. So if inflation ticks at, let's say, 7.5%, you can expect 85 approximately on your new I-bonds, all right. Now, hey, it's lower than 9.62, of course, but guess what? That's a whole lot better than what you're getting in the bank. That's a whole lot better than what you're going to get on a high-yield savings account and, of course, CDs and money market. So please keep trying to log in. They're working on it. Maybe you got in this weekend, but I know as of Saturday, the system was really having a hard time. All right. So today, you know what? We're going to keep it a little short because I discussed a lot of the nuances in and around debt instruments in the previous podcast on bonds, all right, and we ran through maturity, you know, when they mature, when do they expire, if you will. We talked about yield curve last time. We also talked about yield curve today, all right. So just keep an eye out, and again, how we participate in these changes is through bond funds, money market accounts, CDs, and of course, uh, the very popular high-yield uh, savings accounts and people are putting money in there instead of the stock market because the market is still down year to date. We've had a nice little rally, but these debt instruments do go a long way in securing our cash position. So once again, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. I know this was a little short today. There's not a whole lot uh, difference between bonds, notes, and bills in terms of their uh, structure. Again, maturity, credit quality, all that stuff I covered in the previous podcast. These are federally issued, AAA rated. We're good to go. All right. And I would like to direct you once again to the website. And we are, you know, I'm really proud of what we're rolling out here. So touchstonefinancialeducation.com. My name is Elliot Cox, and I can also be found on LinkedIn. And I appreciate those messages that you guys have been sending me through LinkedIn. So please continue to reach out. And if you would like to hear a specific topic or maybe review any of my other podcasts, we can redo them to kind of 
suit your liking. I'm getting comments like that as well. So going forward, I hope to shape some of these podcasts to what my listeners would like to hear. Thanks again for listening, and my name is Elliot Cox. Bye-bye.